out of the book of Matthew. May go to another spot tonight. And uh, can I just be honest with you? It is an honor to come to church. It's an honor to be able to moderate, and it's an honor to preach. And uh, here's the thing, though. Whatever you do, it does, uh, at, over time, uh, get, I guess you get used to it. But this is not something that's ever in my heart. I can honestly say it's been something that I've been comfortable with. And uh, that's not a bad thing. Um, I, I, I want to be, if I'm going to be God's preacher, then I want to, I want to be mindful. And I want to take these things serious. And I want to take the service serious. There's no telling what, what God may be doing in somebody's heart tonight. And, and there's no telling what He wants to do in my heart tonight. And so um, I think this is sometimes a good reminder that I need to learn to pray for my pastor more. And I need to pray for you more. And you need to pray for me more because I, I'm just not gifted. I'm not gifted, but I'm glad God called me. And you don't have to be gifted to what God calls you to do. Just do it. And you'll find that He is more than capable to, to make you fit in what He needs you to do. That's anything. That's not just a preacher. That's not to a preacher. That's not just to a saint. That's to whoever or whatever He wants you to do. Whatever ministry, it may be a nursing home, it may be witnessing to somebody on the streets, which we all should do. Um, but he, he, he knows how to give you the strength. And, uh, and that's just a good reminder. That's a nugget from yours truly. And uh, so we're going to be preaching out of Matthew chapter 16 tonight. And I, I mean that. I said all of that. Would you pray for me? Um, I say that as, as humble as I can. I need the Lord to help me. And, and I believe the Lord wants to help us. And I don't say that as a cliche. I mean it when I say that. So uh, pray for me and I'll pray for you. And, and uh, let's, let's read the Bible. It says in verse 26, it says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Um, that's about all I'm going to read right now. Let's pray. Lord, help us tonight. God, help me. Lord, help me to preach your word. God, give me strength. Give me boldness. And Lord, I just ask that you give me liberty. And Lord, that you'd help your people. Lord, would you help me, God, to get what you've put on my heart uh, across, God. Lord, I realize I need your help tonight. And Lord, I thank you, God, that you're more, and, more than willing to help. So Lord, help us, God, tonight. And Lord, you know what we're in need of. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all know this verse. It says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I, I, we've been having the teens come over uh, to the church on Thursday nights, uh, every other Thursday. And God put this in my heart. We've been talking about purity a lot. and We've been talking about... Um, about um, just uh, being separated and, and, and how it benefits. And I know that this verse, I don't want to take this verse out of context tonight, and I, I don't plan on doing it, but couldn't we say that this could apply to us as well as Christians? Now, we understand that a man may give his whole life to sin and to this world, and at the end of his day, if he's never given his heart to Jesus Christ, then, then he's a lost man and he's gained nothing. 
But this could even be applied to my life tonight. I, I could still walk away from everything I know that's righteous and good and give my life to the world and yet gain nothing. And so tonight, if you'll help me, um, I'm, gonna preach, I'm not going to preach too long tonight, probably two hours, and then I'll be done. Some of y'all didn't laugh. You're mad. But I, I want us to imagine tonight that tonight we have a bank account. And it's not a bank account that would get from a bank down the road, First National Bank regions, uh, Wells Fargo, but this is a bank account that, that, that God has given us. And here's the thing, we all start out with the same amount. I understand people have different backgrounds. Some people grew up poor. Some people grew up rich. Some people grew up in this scenario, this scenario. But here's the thing. The life that God's given us, He's given us a life and it's of the same value when we're brought into this world. And so, let's not play victim as we, as we go further in this. But here's the thing. I want to ask you a question. What is the value of your life? How do you value it? How important is it? I'm not even saying like, let's act like kings and princesses and we don't have to go work. I'm not saying in, in a sense like that, like uh, we don't have to do this because we value our... You know what I'm, you get what I'm saying tonight? What I'm saying is, what do you value it spiritually in your life? We're not talking physically. We're talking about spiritually. And here's the thing, I want to use this as an illustration tonight. We can all understand money, right? We all know what it's like in the economy. We know what it's like to uh, have money. We know what it's like to spend it. We know what it's like to save it. And as I'm telling you right now, all these things, I'm giving you my points and we'll go further into it. But, but I want to encourage you, um, you you'd be surprised how much you value your life. It's not an easy question if you think about it because you really have to dig deep. I mean, if I said it out loud, I'd say my life is worth a lot, but the question is, what do I give myself to? What do you give yourself to? Um, I, just be honest with you, me and my wife, we've been looking for a home. We've been looking to buy a home. It's not been an easy process. Uh, we, once we find a home, we find out a day later it gets sold. And then if we like a home, it's too expensive. Some of you home buyers, you, you remember them days? That's the days I'm living in right now, trying to find a home. And uh, you know, when we, we were planning on buying a home, we had an appraiser come out. And uh, I thought of how it was interesting because the appraiser, what they'll do is they'll base the value, they'll determine the value of the home by using different techniques by the houses around it, by the community that's around it and everything. And so that values the home. And so what I'm trying to tell you tonight is we've got to value, we've got to determine our value by digging a little deep. Does that make sense? Y'all help me out tonight. I know, you, I know everybody's tired and you're not, not encouraging me tonight, but... but, uh, but I want to get some help tonight. I really want to see where my life is at. What, what's the value of my life? And we know the, the value that God 
has valued us. And we'll get into that verse in just a little bit. Uh, I'll read it in just a moment. But I'm not talking about what people think my value, the value of my life is. Some may, may put me this high, some may put me this low. Um, I'm not talking about them. And, and I, I want to know how God values me. But, but right now, I want to talk about what do I value myself. And so let's pretend, let's imagine we have this big old vault. We all started out with the same amount. Let's call it money. And uh, <clears throat> we all started out with it. And, and let's look at it. And the first thought I want to give you tonight is you can determine the value of your life by what you spend it on. Right? I mean, isn't that the same as money? Um, I remember, who's ever spent $30 on themselves at Waffle House? I could go on, uh, what's the, the Guinness World Records for spending the most at a Waffle House. I remember me and my brother when I was a teenager, me and my brother Caleb, we just got done working and I went to a Waffle House and, and I got the chocolate chip waffles with plural, <laughs> two or three. I got the uh, big old all, all you can eat, or all, what's that all star breakfast. I got me a chocolate milk because I needed that for my chocolate waffles. And then I needed a Sprite for my, my to-go or my all-star breakfast. And, and so, you know, I didn't, I didn't, Caleb looked at me and he said, how on earth did you spend $30 on this? I'm a good tipper. <laughs> and, you know, can I just give you a fault of mine? And I've seriously worked on this. I will go broke spending money on food. I mean, I treat myself like a king tonight when I go eat. I can't just have a sirloin. I need a New York strip. And I need it about 18 ounces or bigger. Some of you are just like that too. Don't even lie. You're like that. You want the best of the best. And when I go eat, I want the best of the best. And so I'll spend $40, $50 on myself. And you know what I find out, though, by the time I spend that much money and by the time I eat that much food? You know what I find out? I'm broke now, and I'm stuffed. And it's not a good stuff. You have a good stuff sometimes. That's when you eat. You, all right, this is, my, this is the ending point for me. I need to quit eating. And you can tell yourself no, but if you don't have any discipline like me, many times you'll just keep on eating because you still got food on your plate. Y'all help me out tonight. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. You got more food on your plate and you, can't fit, you cannot not finish it because that would be wrong. And so you, you eat and then you realize you're stuffed and now you're broke. And I've been there. And I want to ask you something. Well, that's just a silly illustration, but have you made bad purchases in your life? I mean, you had the money and you wanted it and uh, whatever it was, maybe it was a boat, maybe it was a motorcycle, maybe it was some kind of toy and you spent money on it and then 10 years later it's covered with dust and it's got spiders on it and it's got and it doesn't even run because you left the gas in there and you realize and you, you scratch your head and you said, you know what, this didn't really pay out. This really wasn't a good investment. I spent this money and I was broke for three months trying to get, get the money back up and come to find out I'd never really used it. 
Are you getting what I'm saying tonight? Can we pretend tonight for just a moment spiritually that's how it is in our own account? That when we, we spend stuff on stuff that doesn't really matter and we'll give our time to it, we'll invest in it, and then at the end it gives nothing. And that's what the Bible's saying. For what is a man profit if he gains the whole world and, 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 and loses his own soul? And I want to tell you, if you're saved tonight, you won't lose your salvation, but you can lose a lot in this life. And, uh, and I want to ask you, what do you spend it on? What are you spending your time on? What are you spending your, your talents and your treasures and, and what God's blessed you with and what God's blessed me with? And I would say one of the most important things God's ever blessed us with is time. I mean, every day is a blessing to wake up and know that God's given me another day. And, uh, and, and, and I, I want to be thankful for that. And I try to be... I seriously try to remind myself that every day is a blessing from the Lord. And I like to start out in prayer. Lord, thank you for another day. You've been good to me. You've given me life. You've given me breath. You've given me a purpose. You've given me a reason to get up and get started about my day. And you've blessed me in so many ways. But I want to tell you something. There's a lot of times that I've woken up and I've given myself to everything else and I have found that my bank account was small. Because I gave things that didn't even matter. I'm not talking about having a good time. There's nothing wrong. I know I use that illustration. There's nothing wrong spending a little bit of money. We're not talking about money though tonight. There's nothing wrong doing some things that are fun and, and doing things that you like to do. Can I get an amen on that? But if that's all that you spend your time on and that's all you're investing in and you're trying to gain the whole world, I want to tell you something. You'll lose it all at the end. What are you spending it on? I'd say it's a good thing to spend your time at church. Now, it's a Wednesday night. Everybody's tired. You worked all day. You're tired. And, uh, and, and to be honest, there's just nothing wrong, but sometimes you're ready to go home. But you decided that it was important to come to church. And everybody in here, I believe, you've made it, you've made it a priority, and that's why you're here tonight. And God honors that. I believe that when we get to heaven, these little things that doesn't seem like much, I believe God's going to be given some big old crowns and uh, for those who are just faithful. You didn't want to come. You worked all day. Your mind's not in the right place. You feel carnal and your heart's callous, but you decided you just could keep on doing what's right because you know it's right and you came on a Wednesday night and God blesses you on this life, in this life. But He'll bless you in heaven one day. I believe it. I believe it. But you've made it a priority and that's a good thing to spend money on. Here's the thing. You don't always have to spend money and not get something back. People invest in land. People invest in houses. People invest in, people invest in, in, in all sorts of things. And they spend because they want something in return. So when you spend, it doesn't always mean you're spending and now your bank account's getting lower. No. No, it can get bigger. And we have a bank account tonight. We have a vault. And what it's doing is it's determining how we value our life. And when we're giving it to and, and when we're giving it to everything that's worldly and there's no God in your life. And uh, I know I'm preaching to a Wednesday night crowd, but I need to be reminded of this myself. When we're spending it on everything 
But God, we will find our bank account to go short in our life. And I'm talking spiritually. And you know what? Even sometimes physically, when you give yourself to God, you'll find yourself not on, you'll you'll not go to a gas station on a Friday night and buy a hundred dollars worth of beer because you've given your life to the Lord and you want to serve Him and and it does pace, I believe, physically, but we're talking about spiritually. Uh, there's some things that we can do, we can spend, and you ought to invest in the things of God. I'll tell you one thing, if you go to the, and, and I'm not telling you, and I want to encourage everybody and to get in some kind of ministry, but this is not me uh, giving you a sales pitch to come to nurse nursing home next Sunday, if you'd like to, it's 2.30, if anybody would like to come. But, you know what you'll find yourself not spending on the world is when you, when you find yourself spending your time and your investments on things of God. And you'll find out that you, you, you want, you, you'll find your bank account flourishing like it never had before. You'll find that you'll have peace, you'll have joy, you'll have virtues, you'll have, you'll have righteousness, you'll have goodness, and you'll have and joy. Let's say that again. Isn't it good to have joy? Isn't it, the whole world's looking for it, and they're trying to invest in it, and they can't get it because it comes from God alone, and, that, and that's why they're, they, they're doing everything they can to gain the whole world, and they didn't realize all they had to do was give their life to the Lord, and they could have joy. And to Christians, yes, I found myself making uh, bad decisions and spending money on things, spending spiritual money on things that didn't do me any good. But I'm glad. Here's the thing. I'm glad that uh, you may make mistakes, you may run a little low, but aren't you glad that there's another month coming? Amen. So, Lord, I barely struggle. I struggle through February, but... Hallelujah, March is coming around and I'm going to do a little bit better. So you may have had a bad life before you got saved. You may have, you may have given yourself to everything. But here's a good thing. I understand sin has consequences and yeah, the, and, and they do have consequences. And, but here's the thing, God forgives. And God forgets. Did you know that he forgets? What's the Bible verse? He casteth into the sea. And I'm paraphrasing. He'll forget those sins. And, 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 and we ought to be careful. We ought to be reminded where we came from. But we ought not to dwell. And God, where you may have been spiritually poor and broke and barely making it day by day, and you just keep giving your life to the Lord. You keep coming to church on Wednesday night. You keep coming to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night. You, get, you, get, you, you become a part of the church and you read your Bible and you pray and you talk to God and you seek Him and seek His will for your life. You'll find your bank account getting bigger. And you'll become rich in His goodness and in His grace. A lot of times we're poor and broke because we've not been spending it right. You know you can be a Christian at your job. You can be a Christian and you can be righteous. And, and yes, I, I understand if you're like anything like me, I get my mind focused and I get a lot of things going on. 
But uh, I try to remind myself to, 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 to have my, my heart and my mind in tune with God throughout the day. And that sometimes I fail, but that's my desire. I want, to, I want to be in tune with God even when I'm at the work and when I'm at the job site. I want to be in tune with God when I'm at the house of God. I want to be in tune with God when I'm at my home and it's just me and my wife. I want to be in tune with Him every day because I found that He is the best investment. If I'm going to spend my spiritual money on anything, I'd rather spend it on Him because He's got good returns. Don't you hate paying taxes? Doesn't the government just steal and steal and steal? And they don't spend it on anything good. But here's the thing, God, God, He gives back. Wouldn't that be good if the government gave back? So, hey, the government will give back if you lie on your taxes, but I wouldn't advise that. I heard a story about a woman, she, she posted it on Facebook about how she got a million dollars back. And uh, the IRS found her and, and quickly found her and put her in jail. But I'll tell you something, when you invest in God and when you're spending when you're spending your spiritual money on the things of God, you'll find that He always knows how to pay back. And He pays good. The Lord pays good, doesn't He? I mean, I'm talking about spiritually He pays good. Doesn't it feel good? I know we don't live on feelings, but doesn't it just feel good just doing right? Doesn't it feel good just living for Him? Doesn't it feel good on a Wednesday night you're tired and you're wore out but God speaks to your heart and, and you did right and you came to church on a Wednesday night and now He's speaking to you and He's loving on you because He knows how to give back. And He gives back good. And you keep coming. You, you, maybe some of you, you're, you come here nearly by yourself and you got a family and you just keep on coming, can I encourage you just to keep on coming and spending your spiritual money on the things of God and you'll find that He knows how to pay back. But I, we're talking about value tonight. How we value ourselves. And I want to ask you a serious question because we're trying to determine our own value. Just like an appraiser will go out on a property, he'll count the acres, he'll measure it out, he'll measure out the square footage, he'll look and see what needs to be updated in a home, and then he'll determine what, needs to be, what it needs to be valued at. And that's what we're trying to do. And I want to ask you, what do you spend yourself, your time and your, your talents, your treasures, whatever it is, what are you spending it on? You know... It would be good, and I'm preaching to myself too, it would be good to turn off the TV every now and then and read your Bible. It would be good to get your mind off of, uh, uh, to, to take the time to pray and to seek God. It would do good uh, to, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, TV, I, I've known people, they'll get home from work and they'll watch TV from 6 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Five hours a day, and that's what a, what a shift. What a shift that is. Think about it. That's five hours a day, and, uh, and no time for the Lord. And, and I'm telling you, it doesn't give anything back. And so what are you spending it on? That's how you can tell the value of yourself. But also, what are you saving? And then what are you selling? 
And I'll give you these two probably pretty quickly. I told you, I don't have a watch. I just looked at my arm. Nobody probably would have caught that. <laughs> but I want to give you these two and then I'll be done. Um, what are you selling? We're talking about the value of our life, right? Now we talked about what we spend, but let me ask you this. I asked you before, have you ever made a bad purchase? And everybody, if you were honest, you've made a bad purchase. And you've got a shed full of them. And so... Now I want to ask you, have you ever made a bad sale? I mean, it was dumb and you didn't think about it till it was already gone. Can I tell you something? I had a 1968 Cushman motorcycle. 1968 Cushman motorcycle. Some of you may know what I'm talking about tonight. Uh, they're collectibles. People like to get their hands on them. It was a three... It was a three-wheeler. They used to drive that in the 60s, and it was police edition. And you know how much I bought it for? I bought, bought it for $250. And uh, you, can't buy, you can't buy a kid's four-wheeler. I'm talking about one that doesn't even have a motor on it for $250 anymore. And uh, I was able to get this for $250. Now, it didn't have brakes, and I learned that lesson really quick when I went off a mountain one time, and I'm not even joking. It, it was funny because I thought that it had the gear shift and I, <laughs> I pulled it forward and it went backwards. <laughs> it's, you're supposed to pull it that way to go forwards and that way goes backwards. And, and we were dumping stuff off of a hill, a big, big mountain kind of hill overlooking all of Chattanooga. And, and uh, I did that and I went off into the, into the, uh, down, the, down the big old hill, mountain, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, though, I love that thing, and I got it for a good deal. And <laughs> I remember I, I decided I was going to start buying and selling. That's always been a thing of mine. I like to do it. I don't do it no more, but I used to love doing it. Buying and selling and bartering, trading this for that, and trying to see how much I could come ahead. But I didn't do my research, and I didn't realize that the Cushman scooter was more, worth more than I sold it for. And I bought it for $250, and I thought, well, if I sell it for $400, then I'll be doing pretty good. So I put it on Craigslist in the days that Craigslist didn't have all the spams and all that. And uh, I remember about 15 minutes. It took about 15 minutes for the post to be posted. And so 15 minutes later, a man called me from North Carolina, and he said, if you promise me you'll not sell it, he said, I'm putting a check in the mail right now and I'll come pick it up next week. And I said, I'll give you my word. And you know what? I gave him my word, and I tried to keep my word. And come to find out, um, about two minutes after I got off the phone with him, about three to five more people called me, offering me thousands of dollars. Isn't that a blessing? Now, I made money off of it, but, <laughs> but I could have made a lot more. And I, I made a mistake, and I've always regretted that. I know that's just a little thing in the scheme of things, but I always regretted it. And what I'm saying is, have you ever made a bad sale before? I mean, what I'm saying is giving something that has much value for something that has no value. Can we say, wouldn't that be the trade when we give those things that God's given us spiritually, like uh, joy, peace, purity, all those good things that He's given us, and yet we're willing to sell it for nothing. That's what the Bible says. It says, 
For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And, or, and, uh, and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And uh, we can look at this in a spiritual way and, and God help us not to sell what God's given us that can't be bought by this world and can't be given by this world. It's been given by God and, and if you're not careful, you'll give it away so easily. And you'll sell it for nothing. Isn't that what Lot did? He had a lot of cattle. He had a big old family. And you know what he saw over there? He said, well, that's well watered. There's a lot of water over there. There's a lot of promises over there. There's a lot of things that I need over there. And so that wasn't the will of God. And here's the thing. We're not confused. We know the will of God tonight. You know the will of God in your life. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. And when we make a bad decision, we do it knowing that we made the bad decision. Am I right? Can I get an amen on that? And, and I've done that myself. But Lot knew very well that he was leaving everything that was righteous and godly. And can I tell you, whether you're young or whether you're old, you can still give those things away if you're not careful. You say, I've already given it away. God can give back. Now, I understand that we got one life and there's some things you cannot redo. But what I'm saying is God is a God that does forgive. And so, Lot made that decision. He took his family over there and you find about five chapters after he regrets it all. He lost his wife. He lost his two daughters. Uh, maybe not their life, but pretty much their life because they... Uh, sodomites have given them over to uh, sin. They, they, you know, they, it was just bad. Y'all know what I'm talking about tonight. Bunch of perversion, and uh, and so if you're not careful, you'll sell those things that God's given you. And we're talking about a spiritual account tonight. There's, and, and I want to encourage you, young men and and you, young ladies, the teenagers. I've been preaching this over there, talking about purity. But this goes for every single one of us. Uh, uh, this goes for every single one of us. But I'm talking about those that haven't given their, their selves away and all of that. You ought to be careful because you can't get those things back. Now, I do believe God forgives. And He does. He's a good God. And He does forgive. And the Bible says His mercy endures forever. But I want to tell you, all those things that sound great, you will pay. And you, it never gives back. And you'll lose on that selling. And isn't that like the prodigal son? Can we talk about him for just a moment? Didn't he have a lot? Wasn't he really rich and wealthy? And he gave it all away. And he was in a swine pen when it was all said and done. And I want to tell you something. We're looking at the value of our life. What are we spending it on? What are we selling? Are we selling? Are you selling yourself to things that never bring any return? And this is how we're determining, and I'm about done. I told you two hours. I'm about done. But we can determine the value of our life. What we place. Here's the thing. <laughs> you can sell whatever you want. And you can put the price of whatever you want on it. 
but it doesn't mean it'll sell. And that's why we need to get serious in our hearts and say, God, what do I really value myself at? And so we can tell by what we spend. We can tell by what we sell. But we can also tell by what we save. Isn't saving nice? Isn't it so nice to save, to, uh, to uh, save and... and <laughs> Isn't it hard sometimes to, to say, I'm talking about real money. I, y'all probably confused what I'm talking about. Real money, spiritual money. But, you know, I remember I was uh, 19 and I just started to play the guitar and Brother Josh had an old guitar that I loved, but it had about seven-year-old strings on it. And I remember it made my fingers bleed. Uh, nearly, it didn't make them bleed, but it made them nearly. I got calluses on my fingers pretty quickly playing that thing. But I played it for about four months, and uh, you know what I did that next paycheck after four months, out of just just out of nowhere. That's the kind of guy I am. I don't like to make plans. If I make plans, they they make me nervous. I'd rather just do it and uh, not think twice about it. That's just how I am. <laughs> and so I decided. I said, you know what? I'm not going to pay my rent this week. I'm not going to pay my truck bill this week, but I'm going to go buy me a guitar. And I went and bought me an Alvarez. It was about $400, and then tax and all, about $430, and that's exactly what I did. And you know what? I was broke after that. And it, it was weird because, you, have you, can you attest to this? Have you ever gotten broke, and then you, you find out that being broke that one month makes you broke for the next six months? And you're like, how can you catch up? Like, you really need to find a $100 bill on the side of the road. And so, uh, I mean, can you agree with me? That's really how it is sometimes. Like, you could be ahead, but once you go broke, it takes about six months to a year to catch up. But what I'm saying is, what are we saving? We can tell and determine the value of what we put on our life by what we spend, what we sell, and what we save. And here's the thing I find that a lot of Christians are always spiritually broke. Am I not right? I mean, it's a scraping by. Here's the thing, it's a battle. I mean, when you get saved, the devil doesn't like that. Did you know that? The devil hates it, and he's not, he's not happy, he's not clapping his hands, and he, he really wanted you to go to hell, and he really wanted to do everything he, he could in his power to keep you from being saved, and that's why he put about 10,000 things in your mind to keep you from being saved, but you did it anyways. He's not clapping his hands. He's not saying, I give up now. No, he wants to ruin you. And he'll do everything he can to keep you spiritually broke. And a lot of times we'll come in on a Wednesday night with no victory. When we'll leave out of service, whether it's Wednesday, Sunday, or every single day, you'll wake up with no victory. You will go to bed with no victory and no joy and no peace. It's because we've not been saving up. Am I right? We've not been doing any saving. It's not going to just magically appear. You got to save, and I got to save. How do you save? By learning to put something in it. 
And here's the thing. We've got this big old vault and it's locked. Not a soul can get in it without our permission. But you know what we'll do sometimes? We'll give the keys to the robber and say, come on in. Take all that you want. And we're spiritually broke. And we have nothing to show for. And you know why? It's because we wasn't learning to save. We wasn't learning to save. You say, how do you save? By putting in. Just like a regular bank account you put in. Well, what do you put in? Spending what you, what you know is right. Spending. Coming to church. Praying. Reading your Bible. Talking to the Lord. Letting God talk to you. You know He's got everything we need, just like they sung just a little while ago. He meets our every need. And a lot of times we're just spiritually broke because we haven't even asked Him. I mean, He's got it tonight. He's got anything you need. You say, well, I need a million dollars. No, you don't. God says no. <laughs> you don't need it. I need that and you convert. No, no. <laughs> you don't need that. I need that boat. No, you don't need that. Amen. Amen. You gotta learn to you gotta learn to put back. You gotta learn to put in it and learn to invest in it. And what we're talking about is learning to get along with God and just let him love on us and let and I need to love on him and I need to just get real with him. I need to get honest with him. I need to tell him my struggles. I need to tell him how I'm not good at saving up at all. And I need his help to help me save up. I tell I need to get to get along with him and we need to get along with him and tell him we've got a bad spending problem and we've, we we spend it on everything else. But if he'll help us, we'll keep on spending on the right things and the godly things. And then you need to get along with him and say, God, I'm having a hard time. I, I, I've been tempted to give everything good that you've been giving me away for nothing. And God, I need your help. And just learn to give back. Learn to I want everybody to stand tonight. Miss Brittany, if you'll come to the piano. Are you spending on, the, on right things, on righteous things, on godly things? What are you selling? What do you value yourself at? Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest in your heart. What, what is the value of your life? That's what the, 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 the thought and the theme of this message was. What, are, what is the value of my life? Here's the thing. You'll find the answer in what you give yourself to. You say, I've not been giving myself to much, much of anything good. Well, you know what? You can start in a day. And you'll find out that He's got all that you need. And, uh, and you'll find that, that spiritual bank account growing. And it'll grow and it'll flourish. And it'll be wonderful. And then when you have bad days, you know what you go do? You go pull a little bit out. <laughs> pull a little bit out. But we're talking about the value. I want to ask you tonight if we'll bow our heads, close our eyes. These altars are open. Would you pray? Would you honestly ask Him, God, where have I been valuing myself? <laughs> have, I been, have I been really investing in what's right and, and the good things and, 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 and you... Or have I been wasting my, my time and my investments on things that just don't really matter? Or maybe it's a sin. 
These altars are open tonight. Let the Lord help us.